is a true story that needs to be told about a group of good old boys from the South finding their way through their unique spiritual journey in the 1980s. Petey and JJ, the main protagonist of these stories, are accompanied on their escapades by Gyro, a psychedelic engineer from California, and Sugar Bear, a civil rights activist and Vietnam protester. The group of young entrepreneurs made their way by utilizing their individual skill sets, coming together as a team to become the all-American pot smugglers, importing medicinal marijuana into the United States in order to help fund green technologies for the planet. Out of the frying pan and into the fire, the crew had cheated death and temporarily escaped the law by the skin of their teeth but all was not smooth sailing, especially not in this waterlogged story. Their backs were to the wall. The word had gotten out that the group was hot. The lawman was on their tails and no one in the business wanted anything to do with our good old boys. So the usual stream of income had been abruptly cut off and the flow of funds was beginning to dry up. It had been a very long year and a half since the infamous crash, and things only got worse when the crew found out there was a fresh warrant out for Petey's arrest. The squeeze was on. Luckily for the crew, no one was concerned about any of them, if caught, turning on the others. The brotherhood between them assured the peace of mind that nothing would break their bond. However, what it did mean was that Petey was now out on the lam, hiding out in Austin, Texas, and had no way of raising funds to pay for daily life expenses, less yet the impending lawyer fees that would more than likely be necessary sooner or later. JJ, driven to financial desperation, fighting to tread water, had to turn to methods that almost cost him his own freedom, not to mention his sanity. But JJ, that must have been a crazy time for you. Tell us a little bit about what was going on during that time. Well, we, um, you know, that that year and a half, uh, you know, we still had mortgages and uh, child support and, right. and uh, all kinds of Standard stuff. Standard life payment stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know. We had to and, keep uh, moving. So I, I, uh, I started working for other people, moving product. And right. um, mm. really, yeah. uh, just one of the guys that was pretty interesting was I was working for a dude up in Washington, D.C., and uh, they were bringing freighter loads of hashish from Afghanistan and unloading them right there on the Potomac, (laughs) right there on the docks. And it was uh, the CIA was was bringing in the the hashish. Well, they allowed the subcontractors to bring it in. This guy would pull his vans up there. Bear. Bear. The guy Bear. And he would they would load his vans up and then he was on his own uh-huh. after that. Right. But these guys were that's how they were uh, financing uh this um Mushahadeen uh Osama bin Laden. Mm. And how uh, was Mushahadeen? That that was before the Al Qaeda. Okay. And uh and uh they were they were fighting the Russians that had invaded uh Afghanistan at the time. Oh, okay. Keep and the so, Russians and out so of- the CIA was a uh, Another covert operation, right? Where they were funneling money, I mean, uh, guns and ammo to these guys, these rebels, <laughs> and right, money real similar to the from... Contra rebels and <laughs> yeah. stuff, yeah, constantly doing it all over the world, yeah, constantly. Yeah. And here we are, nibbling on the edge and, and being part of that um, whole movement, uh, right? Right, amazing, that's hmm. amazing. But we, uh, we knew, and then uh, we knew that that uh, that 
uh, we all knew that that Petey and probably more than likely I was going to get whacked sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all, y'all, y'all are nervous after that crash. That's uh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and so uh, rear end was tightened up, and, quite a and, bit. We, and I knew we're, I knew that uh, you know paying them, uh, just trying to scrape up enough money to pay our bills was not going to be enough, right? Yeah. right. And uh, so uh, we talked about it, and I said, "Man, I'm I'm going to do another run, a big run, a, a norm, big run, yeah. a big yeah. run." And so um, I started uh, talking to people that I knew, and uh, and. Uh, getting up uh, $25,000, raising $25,000. And mm-hmm. I knew the load would be $25,000 up front and $25,000 on the backside. Right. So you just right. need the 25K to get it started. To get it started. Right. Working right. back with Tino again. Yeah. I oh, okay. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Working with our guy Tino down there. And, um, but I, the problem was I couldn't find a pilot, anybody to fly a plane or anybody that was going to put up a plane for us because we were red hot. Oh yeah, the, the crew. Word, yep, the word was out. People knew that, uh, that no one we wanted were hot, to touch it. They're not going to get uh, close to us. And the law, they knew the law was on us. Right. So everybody had distanced us. Right. And so we we really had no options to fly. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> so uh, I said, well, and, you know, uh, maybe a boat run. Oh god! And I had met uh, these two jokers uh, uh, earlier, and. Um, one of them was Jokers a, is right. Yeah. yeah. I, I've already heard this story. I know where this goes. Yeah, they're, they were jokers. Oh, oh man. man. Desperate people do yeah, desperate things, they yeah. say. And so, uh, anyhow, I met this dude, and his name was Frog-Faced Eddie. Well, his name was probably just Eddie, but uh, y'all called him Frog-Faced. I called him Frog-Faced. Why did you call him Frog-Faced? Uh, well, if you look at him right in the face, he looked just like a big bullfrog. <laughs> he looked exactly like a bullfrog. He had those uh, real wide eyes, beady eyes. He had this real flat, big nose, and he had no lips and no chin. <laughs> he looked just like a bullfrog. I swear he did. And the really weird part about him was he had this really cute, pretty young girlfriend. And How did he do that? I don't. Well, I could tell you, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she was a cosmetologist, and uh, she permed his hair every month. Mm. <laughs> and he had this real tight perm, and she dyed it bright orange. Oh, oh God. my God! <laughs> so he had. He looked like a bullfrog with a. Real bright orange perm. <laughs> that's, <laughs> was, that's, that's what you need, a smuggler who stands out in a crowd, oh, right? Yeah. That's oh, all yeah. that's, yeah. oh, man. Yeah. You get and, along uh, with him good? And uh, that, yeah, oh, man, he was, a, he was a character boy. <laughs> but that right there gives you an idea of his character. Right, I got <laughs> so, you. So it was Frogface and who else? Uh, my, it was a, a fellow named uh, Tricky Ricky. Tricky Rick. And we'll just call him Rick. <laughs> Tricky Rick and um, I, I had known Tricky Rick for quite a while, and um, and I knew he was um, uh, really good at construction, all kinds of construction and stuff. He was from and, East um, Palaka, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spain yeah. House is from me. And uh, uh, Frogface Eddie had this thirty-two foot uh, fishing boat. Okay, uh, with a center, con- I mean, you know, with a cabin on it, mm-hmm. and um, it's kind of a sport fisherman kind of thing, and. Um, it was from Sweden or Norway or somewhere like that. And okay. 
But it had been sitting at the dock down there in Crystal River for about five years. Oh, God. <laughs> just sitting there doing nothing. Just sitting there. Sitting there. And, well, so, uh, so the boat was how y'all were going to get the drugs, but normally you would fly down there to get the load, like with Pete or something. So what? how did you even acquire the load? Well, that's uh, what happened was uh, I had made a deal with these guys that I was going to go buy the load. Right. I was going to raise the money, buy the load, meet them down in Mexico, mm -hmm. line them up with it, and then I was going to let them pick it up and bring it back home. Okay. Sounds like a plan. And mm -hmm. um, and then Eddie had shown me uh, how we could do it. There was like these dead spaces in the boat that we could actually shove the product into and fiberglass them over. Perfect. Frog face. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> frog. frog face. Okay. Frog face. <laughs> and uh, so I got on a commercial flight. And I went down to um, Belize. Right. I flew into Belize City. And Belize City is just a little bit southwest uh, of uh, uh, an island out there called Ambergus Cay. Mm, mm -hmm. And it's a resort area. And so I hung out there for several days uh, and met uh, our man Tino down there. And it was a cat and mouse kind of thing because there was a lot of DEA around there, undercover and all that. So you flew commercial airline with just what cash? Twenty five grand. <laughs> oh, I'd have been sweating bullets. Oh man, I was in the boots. Twenty five grand in the boot. In the boots. That was before you had to take your shoes off. Okay. <laughs> All right. And, and so, uh, yeah, I got down there, and but you know, I mean, we were broke. Oh and, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I raised twenty five grand plus enough money to fix the boat, right? Pay the back rent on it, the dock fees. Okay, yeah. Uh, have enough money to for them to go down, and uh, and they were going to go down to Key West, and then take off from there. And mm -hmm. we had enough money for fuel, right? And mm -hmm. uh, so it was more than twenty five grand, but it was um, um, not and, uh, enough to make the operation. Enough to, just happen. enough to do it. Yeah, right, right. yeah. And so uh, I got down to uh, Amber Escape and I bought the product and then um, uh, flew back over to Chatamal, mm -hmm. Mexico, right on the border there. And Pete, you remember that, uh, all that stuff down oh, there. Oh, Chatamal. I used to fly right over. That was yeah. right over that Chatamal every time I'd be heading back. Every time we went down right there. Through um, Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so uh, I got to there, and then I was broke, man. So I got on a Mexican bus. <laughs> Back on the bus, I remember Back that. Back on the from, bus. From earlier. Chickens, with, dogs. With the dogs and chickens and everything else. <laughs> all right, all right. And uh, rode through the uh, rode that all day and, and deep into the night and finally got to Playa del Carmen sometime mm -hmm. during the night and late at night. And I had... You know, I was really scrimping on my money. I had to really watch every peso that yeah. I spent by that time. <laughs> yeah. And so I found this place to sleep, and it was 10 pesos. Which and is it, how much American dollars? That's probably about 10 cents. Oh, yeah, it sounds like a good hotel room. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Good accommodations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it had a dirt floor. Oh. Uh, it had a couple of windows in it, but no screens or anything. They were just open. <laughs> And the door, <laughs> door kind of slid, slid closed, and then you had a, you had a string on the door that you tied to a nail on the door jam, 
That's how you lock the door. <laughs> Good security. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Glad you didn't have that 25000 sealed oh, with you. Oh, God. No, 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 no. And, uh, uh, oh, man. And then the, the little sugar ants just crawled on me all night long, oh. man. I don't know what it is about me and the I don't even want to ask about the bathroom situation at this hotel. This is... Uh, the, oh, the, it, it was... It made the it made the three-holer in, in the Mennonite story look great. <laughs> I look like the plaza. Oh, yeah. The three-holer in the Mennonite story was the plaza compared to this place. I mean, you had to hold your breath and run in there and, and hold your breath till you could run out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so that's where they were supposed to meet you, right? They were supposed to come back up with the boat and meet you at... at, at yeah. Well, okay. uh, not at Playa del Carmen, but I was crossed over to Cosme. Okay. Okay. And so, yeah. So I, I took a ferry over there the next morning from Playa del Carmen mm. over to Cosme. Mm-hmm. And then um, I went to both the marinas, and no, no jokers. The jokers weren't there. <laughs> and so uh, I waited for a couple of days, man, and just really uh, hunkered down. They never showed up. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, so I finally I uh, went to the sports bar and uh, asked the owner if I could call collect. Up right to, up to uh, Ricky, right. Tri- uh, Tricky Rick's house, and his uh, wife answered, and uh, she's like, "Oh, hi, JJ." <laughs> I said, "Hey, uh, how you doing?" And she's like, "Okay." She said, uh, uh, "Ricky's not here right now. He'll be back in a little while, though. He went to town." Oh. I was like, what? And by town, you mean in Mexico, right? You, you mean in, uh, in, in in Mexico? And she said, no, in the Gainesville. I said, what? They're supposed to be down here? And she goes, oh, they had trouble. He'll have to tell you about it. <laughs> and so, uh, Well, thank God you had plenty of money to get home, right? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, well, zero. Exactly. Zero. Zero. So how did you manage that? How did you get back? Well, I, I got a hold of the fellow who put up the money for the load, or most of oh, the money okay. for the load, and he literally flew to Cozumel and uh, paid mm. my hotel. What I did is I just checked in a hotel with no money. Right. And hoping that I would. You know, I'd have money to check out with. Right. <laughs> and so he came over and paid my hotel bill and bought me an airline ticket, and we got back to, to Miami. And then I I got, I guess he gave me a ride back up to Gainesville. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, what the hell did you guys, what the hell, man? And why didn't you come? He's like, well, uh, you know, we started out, and the seas were rough, and they had lashed these two 55-gallon drums of diesel on the deck because okay. didn't have big enough fuel tanks to make it down. To make there. it all the way, right. So uh, he said, well, we, we we hit some rough season, and the, and the tanks, the barrels went over, overboard. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't real good on our plan. Like, damn. Uh. I said, well, did you get the barrels? No. <laughs> Did like, you oh, check the boat out real good? The boat's been sitting for four to five years. Right. And right. you jump in the boat, and you don't run it very long. And there's one problem after the next when a boat sits that long, and you just take off thinking you make it to Mexico. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they they and, and they they rode it, drove it from, uh, from Crystal River down to Key West. 
Yeah. And I know they must have known yeah. some, some of the stuff that was wrong with it. Yeah. Because the two of them says to me, well, JJ, you know what? We've been thinking about this, and we decided that we can't do this by ourselves. <laughs> You're going to have to go with us on this run. It's like, oh, God. That's the last thing in the world I wanted to do is get on the boat with these two guys. <laughs> or on a boat. Oh, yeah, on a boat in general. Less on a boat in general, two. man. It was like. Close quarters with these two cats. Oh, Lord. Oh my God! And but you knew that was the only way that you were gonna. You had already bought the load, so yeah. there was no other option than if they said, right. "JJ, you gotta go." Guess what? You gotta go. I've got. I had to go. Oh man, I had All to right. go. And and Pete was feeling, you know, he you were uh, hurting. And uh, really, in actuality, um, I wasn't hurting too bad because I had gone to Austin, Texas, and the night I got in. I met this little honey from Nicaragua, <laughs> and she took me in. I feel like every story has Pete meeting some little know, honey, man. and then it's and then it's JJ who's <laughs> over there taking the right, right. taking all the heat. Yeah, you know, it reminds me of that uh, driver's license. Yeah, the thing, driver's sorry, license you know? time. Oh, I minute. don't have my license. Wait Here, you take the heat here, JJ. <laughs> I'm seeing how this works. Who almost bought the farm in the pecan tree? Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. Okay. That's true. That's true. <laughs> true. True. All right. Right. But anyhow, so but, you were yeah. you were sweating it, or at least uh, on the lamb. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I the, was sweating it. And you were on the lamb out there by yes, then. Yes, I was. Sure. I was. You're pretty, yes. pretty, pretty sure you were new. You were going. Yeah, they had, they had Colin said, you know, they're, they're on you. So, so when you found out you had to go with them, you were probably planning for what? What would the boat trip have been? About maybe seven to ten days to get yeah. you know down there, get the product, get back. Right. So so yeah. and, so when did you guys head out? We took off from Key West on Halloween Day, October 31st. And spoiler alert for the audience, when did you get back? It was right at the end of December. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to dive into this a little bit. Uh, close, to, close to seven weeks. <laughs> so it was about seven, seven we weeks. And <laughs> let me just say this oh, up God. front. It was the boat ride to hell and back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we started out the first day, you know, started out really great, man. We uh, we, we uh, took off, you know, real early, right at daylight uh, from Key West, headed for the dry Tortugas. And we were going just going to go straight down. We weren't going to stop because mm -hmm. we had enough fuel. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we were going to go straight down to Cosmel. And uh, somewhere around dark, uh, all of our batteries went dead. Mm -hmm. all, all we lost all electrical power on the boat, mm -hmm. and um, and the and the we had electric fuel pumps for the diesel engines. So when we lost all of our electricity, the fuel pumps died too mm -hmm. and so our diesel motors went dead did yeah. frog face uh wire up uh the wire everything up backwards yeah. uh-huh yeah that's right yeah he frog face eddie was the one who uh, uh wired up the battery selector switches and he evidently he um he wired them up wrong <laughs> And so instead <laughs> of a starting the power they were draining the power <clears throat> they were draining y'all weren't gonna go too far they were draining power and um, luckily, just luckily, here's another, you know, one of those 
instances of magic and and how we survived right was for some reason we somebody threw on a little small Coleman generator mm. gasoline generator yeah. that uh, you would take out camping with you right and a couple gallons of gasoline and we we hooked that uh, generator up to the batteries and started charging them. Mm. And we charged batteries all night, and we drifted all night. <laughs> and by the next morning, we were literally, we could literally see the lights in people's houses in Cuba, mm. on the <laughs> coast of Cuba. Wow. And uh, and so we, you, we you fired. You evade Cuba, invade Cuba air uh, space. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were way inside Cuba waters. You yeah, know, you we were way that. inside their waters. They, they'll, they'll put you into Cuban they jail. Will, they would put our ass way back there. Yeah. Mm. Well, they think you're picking up boat people, right? Or the people on inner tubes that are trying to uh, escape uh, yeah. communism. They probably would have thought yeah. we were smuggling something, humans yeah. or something. Right. But uh, uh, then, so we took off down there, but the, the motors were running so rough. That we literally had sailboats passing us. <laughs> That's how fast we were going. Y'all were like a tug. Y'all were just ch- barely chugging. <laughs> we were just say, chugging say, along barely. Say bye-bye yeah. to the sailboat should've as they, th- they're passing you. Should have thrown them a rope. Hey, can you give us a little bit of a right. pull? <laughs> Help, can you pull us? <laughs> and we had to pour water, cold water on the on the fuel, uh, the fuel uh, pumps ever two or three minutes oh, to keep God. them from diet going mm. off and oh it was hell so good start oh good yeah. Start good start. To oh, yeah. yeah yeah we got down to i finally got to isla mojeras and which is one of the very first things you you meet you get to in mexico when you're coming from key west okay and uh, uh i had to jump off there and go get a taxi and go find some gasoline for the generator because we were out of gas and right. the generator is still charging the batteries right we still had that problem mm-hmm. so i had to jump off go get gas come back get back on the boat without being caught because we hadn't even cleared in customs yet mm. and so then then we head on down uh to cozumel and um, when we got to cozumel we had um by that time the motors were pretty much not running yeah so we had to get a, a mechanic from a Mexico, a Mexican mechanic, to come over and take a look at them. And he had to took he took the injectors off of both our diesel motors, and he sent them off to be rebuilt. Yeah, they in, were uh, gummed out out uh, like uh, on a diesel uh, motor. You have a glow plug mm-hmm. instead of a spark plug that fires it off, and so the the injectors shoot a small stream of diesel fuel. But if uh, if they get clogged up, they get it gets gummy, and mm. so uh-huh. the, yeah. you, the only way you can uh, clean those is to take them off and uh, clean them uh, manually. There's mm. nothing you can you can't just uh, you can't just run fuel through them. No, or clean no, or anything you can't like clean that. them other than manually taking them off yeah. the, the engine Sometimes and cleaning. Sometimes you have to it just uh, put new ones in it even. Yeah, if they're worn out. Yeah. <laughs> But anyhow, the good thing was that it was the bad thing was that we had to wait for a couple of weeks for the injectors mm. to come back, and then. Um, but the the mechanic, he was one who discovered the wiring was wrong. 
<laughs> the battery of the wiring was wrong. So he fixed the battery of wiring. At least we didn't have to run the generator. Is that when you found out that it was Eddie that wired them wrong? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gracias, yeah. senor. <laughs> and oh, Eddie, he was uh, he was one of these guys that knew everything. And, uh, and you know, he, he didn't know nothing. <laughs> he thought he knew everything. <laughs> yeah. He thought he knew it all. He didn't know it all. He didn't know anything. I told him, I said, man, uh, what you learn after you know it all is what's really important. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so uh, we got, we had bumped heads, started bumping heads right then, you know, and uh, but it just kept getting worse and worse as the days went on. That yeah. sounds a little sticky, bumping heads with a frog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sticky, very sticky. Slimy. Slimy. So, okay. so y'all got the motors fixed, and then where were you headed after that? So we finally got the motors fixed, and I got a hold of Tino, and we made arrangements to meet them uh, three days, in three days, uh, right there on the Mexican Bailey's border, mm. right on the beach there. Mm -hmm. So we were going to go down, down the, the coast of Mexico there, down to where the border was right and then our what we were supposed to do was we're supposed to turn left mm -hmm. go due east about three miles out on the ocean right get out get out away from the beach where people can't see exactly you. yeah just get mm -hmm. over the horizon a little right. bit from the beach and uh those guys would be sitting there waiting for us kind of a dead zone because the mexican authorities don't come that far down and the belizean authorities don't come that far up that's they exactly right okay yeah. that's yeah. cool that's a good plan yeah, yeah. It looked like you know it was a pretty good plan, and uh, and so we we kind of just kind of chugged down there and looked like act like we we're fishing along that that reef, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just taking our time and putting lines out, you know, yeah. catching fish right. or whatever, and mm -hmm. and we would stop and try to find a reef to pull into at night, and the last night we pulled into this reef, uh. And it was a, a really beautiful reef inside of it. And there was a big lighthouse there. Mm. And um, there was people who lived there at the lighthouse. And so, you know, we waved at them and stuff like that. And then early the next morning, we took off and we got down to the where the our rendezvous was. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Eddie was just adamant that we didn't need to go out three miles that we could meet him right there on the beach. And I said, I was kept saying, man, look, this is where these guys are going to be. Yeah. He said, well, call them and tell them. I said, I'm not calling them and telling them nothing. I'm, this is radio silence now. Yeah. Right. We, we're not going to transmit this, nothing over this, this radio. This isn't your first rodeo. You know how <laughs> right, this and works. And, and, <laughs> right. The laws I said, we're not transmitting and, anything yeah. over this radio yeah, right yeah, now. Uh, Let me tell you. They got nothing. scanners. Nothing. And so, and so, man, we, we butted heads, but finally I just told him and said, shut the F up and go. <laughs> I said, shut your effing mouth and go. Just uh -huh. do it. Yeah. yeah. Just right. do it. And so he finally buckled in and did it. And so we went out there and there they were waiting for us. Yeah. Right. And right. Uh, That's plan. we pulled up right next to them and, um, and they had big bumpers on their on their boat, so mm -hmm. there was no uh, you couldn't there was no rub or anything. Right, right. These guys, you know, they're smart. They, they've <laughs> yeah. been around. They've been around. <laughs> Ain't they, their little, first rodeo Little details either. like that tell you that they're in the business. Yeah, right. They know how to. They get know it what done. they're doing. Yeah. Right. 
And so they threw the bales over onto our deck and boom, they were gone. Right. Into the dead spots in the boat. Yeah. And so we, uh, old, uh, Ricky, he just, uh, we, he got down in the hole and we started uh, sent, uh, hand him bales mm-hmm. and he would shove them up in all those uh, dead spots mm-hmm. and got them all full. And then uh, we had, you know, we had bales left over, a couple of bales left over. We just had to throw them overboard. Right. Right. And that's what they called square grouper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the square grouper. Right. And so um, uh, then he just started fiberglassing them in. Right that, I mean, that was the main reason you you had Ricky on there, right. knowing the construction. You knew he'd be able to fiberglass it in, get it looking really good, like it was part of the boat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had actually gone around to all these uh, boat salvage places, mm-hmm. and he found a fiberglass pattern that actually matched the fiberglass pattern in the hole. Wow. Yeah. He so he did his research. Yeah. Ricky was on top of it. Yeah. Ricky was on top of it. Yeah. And so, uh, so we took off. We started off back north, right, mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. And right. he was under there, and he was doing the fiberglassing while we were we were cruising. We're nice. getting our ass yep. out of there. Get out of there, right, right. And so we 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 went all the way back up uh, to that uh, that lighthouse. And, and in the meantime, he had fiberglassed everything in, uh, took a you know. A, Painted it all, painted the hole underneath the hold, all of it. Mm-hmm. One color. So it match. So it all matched. Yeah. And then, you know, I hate to say this to the environmentalists, but we threw everything <laughs> overboard. Paint. Get rid of the resins, Fiberglass, tools, <laughs> everything went overboard. And so uh, so then we made it back up to that lighthouse that night. Mm-hmm. And um, and I went overboard and I went and speared a couple of fish first for dinner, and uh, we ate dinner and then had a couple of beers and uh, went to sleep, really tired, and then sometime during the night, and it was maybe two two a.m. one or two a.m. All of a sudden they're going like a bang 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 on the hull, mm-hmm. and then then people yelling in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And these flashlights flashing all around. And yeah. we're like, I was like in a dead sleep, and now I'm awake, and there's all this commotion is going. I was like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And so we got, we, we stagger out of our beds and, and into onto the back deck, and there's these Mexican Navy guys all oh, down there. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they were armed, heavily armed. Having <laughs> back in jail is not real pleasant. Oh my God. And these and it was like and they were in this little uh like a fishing skiff. And I I just thought at the time I thought, well, yeah, these lighthouse guys must have gone out to this uh, Mexican cutter and picked them up and brought them in. Oh right, right. Because it was you know, it's inside this reef, which is yeah. pretty shallow getting in there. Yeah, not gonna get a cutter in there. Nuh uh. And so uh, they prodded us, you know, and pushed us over into this back of our uh, little uh, cuddy area there, and uh, the cabin area, and and uh, so they looked around in there a little bit, and then they mm-hmm. this one young sailor, he uh, went back on the back deck there and opened the hatch for where the hold was. Right. And man, when he opened that hatch, the smell of green marijuana. <laughs> Knock me over. Ah. <laughs> it was like, oh my God. And my first thought was, 
Okay, I'm going to learn how to speak Spanish. Because <laughs> I'm going, to, be I'm going to Mexican prison for a few years. <laughs> Your first phrase will be, oh, can you pick up that soap for me? Yeah. <laughs> and that smell, that smell was not to get you high. Oh, oh no, no. Man. Oh, man. But it was just so strong. It was like, okay, I, we're had it. We've had it. That's it. And so, you know, and I'm just holding my breath and this this young sailor he just appears down in there and you know for i don't know a minute or two i guess looking around and then he sticks his head back up and looks at this captain and just shakes his head nope <laughs> nothing there and he says not our y'all yeah. something like that yeah. mm-hmm. and so the captain you know they look around a little bit more and the captain says okay he said uh uh, y'all have a good night. And I said, well, do you guys want a cold beer or something? Go. And they're like, he goes, oh, no, no. Thank you. Thank you. And I said, uh, well, uh, I said, uh, you know, uh, we burned a little bit more diesel than we thought coming down here. Is there any way I could get five or 10 gallons of diesel from you? Yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to say this in broken Spanish. Right. And hand language, you know? Right. And, uh, he's like, uh, go, he's, he's like, uh, get, go over to the greenhouse. I mean, the. Lighthouse, Lighthouse tomorrow morning. Yeah, right, right. And he said, uh, "They'll they'll sell you some some diesel." Yeah. And so I said, "Okay." So that's what it, you know. Next morning, I kind of waved to the guys over there, and they we didn't have a skiff or anything. And so uh, I waved for the guys, and they came over in their little boat. And I said, uh, "I said uh, the captain said <laughs> that you guys were supposed to sell us some diesel." <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And it was like guys like eh, it worked. All right. <laughs> so he brought, I think it was five gallons. He brought we, we had a five gallon container there, and he yeah. filled it up. And so we took off <clears throat> back toward Cozumel. And of course, on the way back up, we were we were going as, as fast as we could. Right. And so it only took a, a, a full day to get there. Mm-hmm. But the whole way up there, mm. this Mexican cutter followed us. Right whole, behind us. The whole way up to Cosmel. The whole way up to oh, Cosmel. All day. <laughs> and then about uh, midday, a helicopter came off the back of this cutter, oh, Mexican God. cutter. Big or- little orange uh, two-seater yeah. helicopter, bright orange, came off and then come down and hovered right behind our stern. <sighs> we could look right up and look at the guy, the guys up there in the in the cockpit and you could counter their freckles they were so close <laughs> they didn't find any drugs but they smelled them so they, they smelled there's something they knew something's, something's going up. wrong there. That was what a they very, could, very relaxing fishing trip yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god it was like i was ready to just swim home man i'll tell you and so we we motored on up there all, and I you know we wave at them and you know and stuff like that, and so we finally got up to Cozumel and we cut on the inner inner side of the of the island, and they took the outer route, and, yeah. and went on up north. And uh, so we stopped in Cozumel there, man, and we had to sit there another two weeks. Oh no, <laughs> why? Uh, we had to um, wait for weather. Oh, God. And I guess it might have been even more than that, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how long it was. It might have, you know. So you had left on Halloween. What what time was it or what? This was in December by then. So we might, I guess maybe the injectors was about a, about a month. No, that was right before Thanksgiving, wasn't it? Well, 
we had before we even went down there, right, to pick up the load. We had had Thanksgiving dinner in Cozumel before we even went down there. Oh, turkey dressing and all we, that. No, we had Vienna sausage and saltine crackers <laughs> for Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, that's nice. The Vienna sausage and oh, saltine God. crackers, man. Uh, that's, that's what we had. That, that sounds real nice. <laughs> and so we had to sit up there for another couple of weeks. Just to wait for the weather to get better. Waiting for the right weather. Oh, wow. And so we finally... Finally found a weather window that we could, we thought we could do. Mm-hmm. And so we took off and went and made it up to Alamo Harris again, spent the night there. And damn Eddie, man, <laughs> he, he had rat holed some money, $300. And he had, but he never told, he didn't tell either one of us he had it. Yeah. Oh, frog. Oh, frog yeah. face. Man. And so, when we got to Alamo Harris, he pulled out a hundred dollar bill, and we went and ate and had a couple of drinks and had a good dinner. And then, right at daylight, right at daybreak the next morning, we took off. And uh, and I and I said I told Eddie I said I said I said he said we're we're leaving right now, and I said well we got to go and check out, man. We gotta go check out. We gotta go pay the departure tax. He said, mm-hmm. "I'm not paying it." <laughs> he said, "We need this money when we get back for fuel." Yeah, and we, you know, we'd, we'd refueled up there, uh, and he said, "We need all the money we got for for fuel when we get back." <laughs> and he said, "I'm not paying it." And I think it was only twenty five dollars. <laughs> so penny foolish. So we take uh, off, and and uh, sure enough. The whole 12 miles, out the 12-mile limit, uh, where international water started, this damn Mexican cutter followed us back out there. And on the radio, on the channel 16, I guess it was, uh, all time, uh, every once in a while you hear uh, the Mexicans, blah, 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 seaboat. Blah, 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 Seaboat. That, that was, was the, the name, name of the boat. That was the name of the boat. <laughs> you knew it was you guys Seabolt. talking. Seaboat. <laughs> it was like, it oh, man. And so... But you know, and then we got up to twelve mile limit. They just turned, turned, and went to another direction. Yeah. So I'm thinking, damn, maybe we'll go and make it after all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're past our trouble. And so I was like, all right. And then right before dark, we're up there north of Yucatan, up in, the, in that straits up there. I think it's called. I forgot the name of the straits, but it's real rough. It's, it's notoriously rough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was about eight to 10 foot seas. And every once in a while, a big roller would come by and really knock us. You know? That was yeah. around Yucatan, wasn't it? It was north yeah. of Yucatan, yeah. right in there. Yeah. yeah. Where mm-hmm. that current goes between mm-hmm. Yucatan and the Keys. And, it's, and South America yeah. and bounces yeah. back and forth back and off forth. all the uh, land. A lot of water mm-hmm. flowing through there. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Man, about right before dark, we I looked over on the horizon, and there's a big old black cloud of smoke hmm. on the, on the horizon. Yeah, and it's like, hmm, wonder what that is. Yeah, and then it, I started watching it, and it's getting closer, and it's getting darker, the blacker, <laughs> bigger, <laughs> bigger, <laughs> and I'm like, oh damn, I think <laughs> I know who that is, and so man. Couple of minutes later, it's sure enough, it's a damn big old Coast Guard cutter in our way. U.S. Coast Guard, United States Coast Guard. Whoa! 
And those jokers came right up on our ass. I mean, on our stern. And it looked, I, I about, I was just getting ready to jump <laughs> off the boat because that, that I was certain they were going to run over us. They were going to mm-hmm. ram us. <laughs> and they throttled back right at the last second. And everybody, all these uh, Coast Guardies up there on the rail, on the front rail. Yeah. And they're all slapping their legs and ch- hitting each other they on the back. They got a real chuckle and laughing. <laughs> pointing down. They're, they're a little larger than you guys. Oh, yeah. Way larger. <laughs> Way larger. And they're pointing down at us. They're laughing. They're just having a good old time mm, with us. Joke at know? your expense, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We and got so, we got some more. And so the, this uh, this captain, he, he comes on the radio and says, uh, says Seaboat, uh, this is United States Coast Guard. Uh, cut your engines and be prepared to be boarded. Mm. <laughs> and he said, uh, but, but he said, first, I want to know the names of everyone on board and if do you have any weapons? Okay. So he gave, you know, uh, Eddie, uh, old Frogface gave him our names and he said, no, no weapons. And so... Uh, they launched us like a a, a um, zodiac, a real hard hard zodiac type boat, and there was I don't know about eight of them in there I guess, and there was um, one guy that stayed in the boat that was steering it. Mm-hmm. And That's one just, of those rubber rafts. Yeah, they like rubber or yeah. or, or uh, yeah. hard rubber though. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. You know and. Um, and uh, and then there was a like six of them, six or seven of them got all on the boat on the boat. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they did was to, to took me and Tricky Rick and put us in the stern. And it was a it was a woman, young girl. She had a like a machine gun on us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and the, this guy welcome. chief, this guy was a chief. He looked like he was a chief, medic, uh, chief, chief warrant officer or whatever he was. Mm-hmm. He took uh, Fast Eddie and put him up in the helm, and Eddie said, can I put it in gear and put it in idle so we can kind of keep the nose in the waves? In the waves, because y'all were still in the choppy It was water. way choppy. Yeah. Really, really. Yeah. It was dangerous because we could have gotten knocked down. Right, right. They weren't worried about it. They, were... <laughs> they weren't worried about it, but we could have easily gotten knocked down. Yeah. And so uh, they started searching the boat. Mm-hmm. And they searched for about an hour, and and those young kids would go down there and and search, and then they would come up there and throw up over the side because it was so choppy, so down choppy, there. so rough. They were seasick, but they would mm. come, they would throw up and then go back down and looking more. Good gosh, that was unbelievable, man. And then about after about an hour, they found a three fifty seven Magnum. Oh damn! That Eddie had in a a, a false bottom in a drawer. Oh no! And man, that's when they started looking. <laughs> they brought that three fifty seven up there in a plastic bag, and the, the chief goes, "I thought you said there's no weapons on board." And Eddie's like, "Well, you know, I didn't want to tell you anybody because you know we hadn't declared it when we went to Mexico." It's <laughs> like. Uh-huh. Another now lame. we're going to really look. Nah, yeah. <laughs> now we're going to start real really reason. looking. Right. And they started dumping drawers out and, and uh, flour and sugar containers. And, oh, God, what a mess. Uh, they made a mess. They tore it all apart. Mm. Tore it all apart. And they yeah. had this, uh, this these two, this, uh, there was a woman and a man, and they had this book. It mm-hmm. was like a binder book. And it had every... Boat 
manufactured in the world, I guess. Right. It was real thick, big. And 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 then it had every compartment dead space oh, on no. every boat in the world where all the dead spaces were. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that's where they knew how to look, where to look. And mm-hmm. then they take, uh, if they knew where to look, they take a core sample. They yeah, yeah they're yeah. they're known to doing that. Yeah, just take a drill and drill in it. Oh man! But uh, these and this gal and then this dude went down in our hole with the book, and they went around and they shone the lights around and they were you know talking. You could see them talking back and forth, and they were looking at the book and they were looking and. And looking like that and looking around. But that boat was the only boat that they didn't have in that book. <laughs> oh, now there's your magic. There's yeah. your magic, There's man. your magic right there. there it was, was manufactured magic. in Sweden or somewhere like that. Yeah, manufactured yeah. In, in Sweden oh, or Norway, somewhere oh, like man. that. Slipped through the crack again. And they were just again. kind of scratching their heads and it's like, damn, I don't know. I was like, they don't, we don't see where, you know, and so they looked and looked and looked a little more. And then finally they, uh, they gave old, uh, frog face Eddie, uh, a ticket, a citation for having an expired fire extinguisher. <laughs> <laughs> well, they couldn't let you off scot-free. They had to find something. That's right. They That's spent true. all that government money all that time. Jeez. And you know, uh, uh, they 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 were even though they they finally got on their little uh, zodiac uh, hard shell thing, life raft kind of looking thing, and yeah. went back to their boat. They still kind of lingered back there. Yeah, and I felt like that they were listening. They had some kind of listening device, like they had planted something in the boat. Yeah. Or, or one of those directional oh, microphones, oh, okay, parabolic yeah. dish, maybe. Yeah, parabolic dish. dish yeah. Right. And so. I uh, I winked at old fast Eddie and I said, "Damn it, Eddie! Why didn't you tell us you had a gun on them boards and stuff like that?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, he played along with it." And so uh, I was like, "Well, you could have got us in real trouble, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, so, and so act like that was a big deal having the gun, right? Yeah, you diverted right. their attention, you know what I mean? Okay. Like I was upset about a gun, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so and so they just they just kind of peeled off and took off in the night. And we went and we finally made it over. It was really late. We pulled into the dry tortugas and uh, set our anchor and went to sleep. Oh, long and day. Long day, man. Just exhausted. Yeah, I can imagine. Man, I mean, it'd been a long trip. And uh, so uh, we went to sleep. And I remember, like, in during the night, sometime in during the night, I heard this thump and heard it and kind of felt a thump. <laughs> But I was so tired that I, you know. Who are we going to be boarded by now? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, uh, I waited a little, listened, didn't hear anything Jeez. else. I went, ah, screw it. I'm going back to sleep. Back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went back to sleep. And yeah. so, uh, so we woke up the next morning. I was in pretty good, pretty good mood, you know, better mood. And, yeah. And, and, um, and uh, we had uh, a couple of cans of spam that we had left. That oh, we found delicious! Oh, boy. We found a can of spam, you know, somewhere in a in a some back shelf somewhere. Yeah. So we're getting we, we started frying up some spam, and I look out the window of the boat, out the cabin window, and there's a sandbar right there <laughs> outside of the window. It's like what? Wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so we, uh, so I said. 
And so I said, oh, no. And I ran out on, on the, and um, the both of them followed me, man. And when that thump in the night was some dude went by there in a boat, probably a Bumped like, into you? Like, and cut our anchor line. Oh, God. Had cut our anchor line. So y'all had drifted. We drifted to a <laughs> damn sandbar. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and so yeah, we're well. like, oh, my God. You know, and uh, just... Uh, just uh, the last our energy, last my energy. We jumped off the boat, and me and Tricky Rick oh. started rocking that thing, and 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 uh, Frogface would rev it up and back up and rev it and back, rock it back and forth, and we were rocking it over and back and over, and we finally did get it off that sandbar. Mm. <laughs> finally got it off, and we had no choice. Yeah, we were going either going to tear the prop off of it or get it off. <laughs> yeah, right. one of the two. And uh, so we finally got it off, got underway, mm. and headed on back to Key West. Man, oh my God, it was like hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. Man, we made it back to Key West. Good old U.S. of A. U.S. of A. We pulled into that marina right there downtown Key West. Pulled into a, a slip, a transient slip there. Tied off. It was like. And old Eddie pulled out another hunter that he had stashed. Of <laughs> <laughs> your money. Our money. My uh, money. Yeah, why did you even give it to him in the first place? Yeah, see, I had given to him because right, I was supposed right. to just only meet him down in Mexico. Right, uh, right. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so he's like, I've got $100. Let's go get a good dinner and a couple of beers. It's like, yes, man. Yeah. I'm, with, I'm for that. About that time, here comes around the corner is a damn sheriff's deputy uh, boat. <laughs> Two sheriff's deputies. <laughs> Monroe, and, Monroe, Monroe County, County Sheriff's Department. Yeah. And you felt your butthole pucker again. <laughs> oh, no, I was just ready to just, just kill myself. In. Just take just, me in, officer. Just handcuff me. <laughs> take I, me somewhere where I can just I be can by myself. And I can sleep. Get a good night's sleep. <laughs> it doesn't matter I don't at this care. point. Just take me away. Oh, and God. these guys pulled in there, and they, and they tied off, and they got out of the boat and left. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so the next next day, uh, we had driven a, a pickup truck down there, okay. uh, a little a Ford Ranger, uh, to to get on the boat. And so I, I I said I'm taking the Ford Ranger and I'm going to Gainesville because these guys had still had to take the boat. Up to Fort um, Crystal River. Crystal right? River. Oh, right. Oh. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we were going to unload the, the product. Right. It's up in right. Crystal River. In the marina or whatever. In the marina. <laughs> okay. You know, at, during the night. Right. You know, right. In the middle of the night or something. We yeah. didn't know. Hadn't right. quite figured it out we yet. We hadn't but figured yeah. that out yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Duffel bags or something, yeah. you know. And so I took off, man. And so, uh, I uh, I didn't hear anything. I got home, didn't hear anything, and then um, the next day, I thought, well, um, I'm I need to find out where they are. Yeah. And so, uh, um, I called uh, Tricky Rick's girlfriend or wife, whichever one she was. I think it was his wife. <laughs> and uh, and uh, see, uh, she said, oh, she said uh, they're on their way home. I said, "What do you mean they're on way home?" She said, "Well, when they got down to the uh, uh, Fort Myers, yeah, they went out for dinner, and when they came back, the <laughs> boat was on fire." 
You're spending the rest of your money. Oh, Lord. I'm like, I'm like, what? What? She said, yeah. She said, they came back from dinner, and then the, the, there's smoke just bowling out of the out of the boat. Oh, God. And so they had to... They grabbed the fire extinguishers around there, people, and they called the fire department, and they had to get, get the fire department down there to put the boat out. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, God. And so the all the wiring was burned up. So the boat's just dead in the water. It's dead in the water. Oh, my it, God. It's not going anywhere. I know. I the, all to... the electrical is gone on it. That's okay. all the pot's still there. The pot's still there. Still fiberglassed in. So... Uh, so Eddie and and Rick somehow found a a, a guy that had a tractor trailer truck and uh -huh. a flatbed, <laughs> and they had to somehow I guess they had a lift there at uh, you know uh -huh. at the marina and they they got the boat up oh no and put it on a flatbed truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Blessing in disguise. Now you don't even have to worry about how to get right. the butt out of the hole. <laughs> right. And so, oh God, they ended up. We ended up getting that boat, that tractor trailer truck, to bring the boat <laughs> and park it. Park the boat in the in Eddie's backyard. All doesn't the way get, up, it doesn't get any easier than that. All the way up the interstate. And hopefully you're going to hear way stations. Yeah, you know, he had, I'm sure they had way stations or whatever. It's just, just, just a boat. It's just a boat, yeah. A boat with 1,000 pounds in it oh, going, down, yeah. going down the interstate. Yeah. The last leg was down the interstate. That's right a up, good one. Right there. up I-75, man, the whole way. <laughs> And so Dude. we finally, you know, the boat finally made it to the backyard. <laughs> That's so and, crazy. And then we just, uh, the, we cut the hole, mm -hmm. you know, cut the hole open, got the bales out, and took them out to old uh, Ricky, Tricky Ricky's house mm -hmm. and stored them, stashed them out there. Yeah. And uh, and then the fellow who had put up 25000 I uh On the front end. On the front end. Right. Uh, I... Let him come out there, right, and, and pick up his pick out his bells to pay him off. I forgot now. I think he got uh, forty thousand worth for twenty five thousand down, right? Something right. like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then when you had to have, then I took the twenty five enough out, made sure I had enough out to pay the back end, the back end yeah. also. Yeah, for sure. Right. And right. then so right. we had we had money left. Yeah. Had a little money left, and I was able to get Petey some money. And um, oh god! And uh, you know what was crazy though was that when we were out there on the Coast Yard guard checked my ID. Yeah, I was wondering about that because you said he checked everybody's ID. Right. And right. And you, you I was probably on. I'm sure that the that the DEA had a, had a warrant out for me. They had a warrant yeah. out for you. And yeah. it could have been uh, could have been uh, the uh, federal marshals too. Yeah, you know they didn't share that information back then. That's they, right. They all they always wanted to be the big kingpin organization, yep. DEA, FBI. They didn't share. Same no. thing that happened at nine eleven. If they yep. would have shared the information, you'd have been nabbed and gone. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah they it, they, uh, they uh, every agency back then wanted to justify their budget. Right, mm -hmm. and exactly. so they had to make had the, the claim for fame. They had to make the arrest themselves. Right. right. To, to you know, to make sure they got the budget, and that's probably the only reason right there. The yep. Coast Guard didn't, you didn't pop positive in their system because you had a warrant out for your arrest. What was it for the hotels that you had booked? Right? Yep. Was yep. that what it was? Yep. Uh -huh. 
that, for the that hotel finally, that finally worked yeah. it down to JJ, mm. who JJ was. You got any ID about what? <laughs> <laughs> ID about what? <laughs> so I, after that, you know, after I got everything done, I shaved, uh, shaved my beard, dyed my hair black, got on my uh, uh, motorcycle. Uh, borrowed my brother's ID and took off. And, and that's because you had just... How did you find out that you had a warrant out for your arrest? Um, you know what? I'm trying to think of how I did find out, but I think it was from Pete. Yeah, I, mm. I sent word because uh, his, uh, his attorney, lawyer had uh, told him. Had mm. told him. He said, yeah, they got, they, they're they on got, him too. Oh, they got and, both and, of And you. your lawyer <laughs> sent word through you to me. Right, that if, exactly. He said, man, whatever you do, Stay low and don't get caught wow. until your trial was over. And we had no contact with each other. If 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 I had if I if I had gotten picked up before you went to trial, right, right, they would have had. They'd yep. have two people. They would have had the connection exactly. Right, right. But uh, when your trial was going on, right. your lawyer kept saying, "Who's this JJ? Who JJ. is this JJ? We don't know who it is because." <laughs> figment they, of your imagination they never he never brought up my name so they couldn't yeah that's right all they could say is what they heard jj right right, right. they couldn't they couldn't connect my name to it and right. that's where it gets real interesting folks and the next podcast yeah. we're going to do is about the trials pd's trial and jj's trial and things get very interesting and you want to talk about getting intense <laughs> and sweating bullets Amen this is that this is where it gets really intense so y'all stick around to find out what happens next time on yeah y'all come back <laughs>